You're listening to Spurs Cast, episode 657. My name is Paul Garcia, and I am your host here on the Spurs Cast. I'll be going solo for this Spurs Cast episode. In this episode, I wanted to answer a few questions about how trades would work this offseason regarding the San Antonio Spurs in the event that they did uh, pursue some trades this offseason. So let's jump right into this episode. So this shouldn't take too long of an episode. Um, you know, I, I know that we haven't discussed uh, the, the lottery pick that the Spurs got. They got the ninth pick in the in the in the lottery, kind of which 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 was expected. Uh, I will have Benjamin Bornstein on on a future Spurs cast episode to to go over some some different draft draft prospects in that that ninth pick range. But for now, what I kind of wanted to do is I've just been getting a lot of questions on social media, uh, and and just different people asking me, you know, what are the situations with the Spurs? Um, you know, tra- trade scenarios. With, with basically their draft picks, with um, the, the players that are going to free agency, with the players on non-guaranteed contracts, and so so to to kind of sum this all up, I'm going to basically break those 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 uh, uh players into different categories, and we're going to go through you know what, what it would take for it for those players to get traded. So I've kind of created some some slides here that that kind of show you this. Again, you can listen to the Spurs cast still on audio, but again, we do have our Project Spurs Network um, YouTube channel, so if you check that out. You will, you will be able to see the visual format. So let's begin first of all with the draft picks because we know the Spurs have four draft picks here in the uh, in the in the lottery upcoming. So the Spurs do have the ninth pick. That ninth pick will have a four point nine million dollar cap hold on the Spurs' team cap sheet. They will also have the twentieth pick in the first round. That that pick will have a two point eight million dollar cap hold on the Spurs' cap sheet. And then they they'll also have the twenty fifth pick in this first round with a two point three million dollar cap hold uh, in the first round. So again. Because right now uh, the Spurs are, are projected to you know uh, have these players or, or at least draft at these positions uh, right now on their team sheet going into to the 22-23 season these players even though there's no there's no name there because the players haven't been drafted yet there's at least on the roster sheet that there is a uh, th- those cap holds in place for those players so that when eventually when they get when they get drafted by the Spurs then eventually they will sign their contracts and then you know then you put a name to to that that spot on the roster. Now, the 30th pick that the Spurs have in the second round, that uh, player or, or whoever that player is going to be, the, uh, the, the second round picks do not have cap holds. So, again, right now on the cap sheet, you, you, they don't really, there's not really a spot for uh, the second round pick unless the Spurs do want to sign that player eventually. The Spurs um, lately have been signing their second round picks. We think of players like Trey Jones, um, some other players in the past. But but when they were like title contenders, they, they didn't always sign their second round picks. They would you know have them play in Austin or maybe like on the two-way deal or things like that. So, again, we'll kind of see what happens with the second round pick there at uh, 38th. So what are the trade rules regarding the, the first round picks? So, um, you know, picks the, the picks can be traded before the draft or they can be traded after the draft, but the cap hold doesn't count as salary in a trade. So again, if the Spurs wanted to move the 25th pick or the 20th pick early, then, uh, you know, w- when you're putting some salary together with, a, with for, for a package, a trade package, you can't put, you know, that, that, you know, the, the 20th pick is worth 2.8 million in your trade package and and the, uh, the 25th pick is worth 2.3 million it just doesn't work like that um you know they count zero dollars for now and, and then uh at, at those picks so those the right now so then once the trade is executed let's just say we're in the scenario where it's before then uh once that team acquires that that pick or let's say the spurs acquire a pick right uh in the first round then automatically you know that that cap hole gets put onto that that team's cap sheet so again even though in in, in, in creating the trade it didn't work out like where you could actually use the cap holds um as part of the deal uh, when, when the when those when that, that trade actually goes down, well, then uh, those cap holds are on, on each of those teams' uh, cap sheets. Uh, the cap hold does not count as salary, as I kind of mentioned there. Um, once the trade is completed, now what's interesting about afterward, if the Spurs were to try to trade for a pick or or trade a pick away to another team afterward, it gets tricky because you're basically uh, kind of relying on whoever that that team had already drafted for you on, on the night of the draft. So again, 
uh, maybe there was some sort of verbal agreement and, you know, the teams talked to each other about, you know, draft this player and then, you know, we'll, we'll make the trade later on after July 6th, after the moratorium's lifted. Uh, but again, for, for you know, if, if, it, if that's not the case, well, then you're kind of just taking the player of whoever was drafted at that spot from, from that team, if you're in those, those scenarios. Now, what happens if the first round pick does sign their contract after July 1st, after they've already been drafted, these players? Uh, then, but then let's say that the, that the Spurs or another team wants to trade those players that are the first round picks. Well, in that scenario, there is a 30 day wait before you can move a, a, a rookie who just signed their, their rookie skill. So again, there's a 30 day wait to make a trade uh, in, in that scenario. So again, these are the different avenues that the Spurs or, or any team could go by uh, with their first round draft picks prim- primarily. Let's go to topic two, and this is uh, the Spurs' free agents. It's mainly just Lonnie Walker IV. I know there's a few other free agents out there, but he, he's, he's the big name here uh, in terms of the Spurs' roster who's going to be a free agent. So Lonnie does become a free agent on July 1st. Um, the Spurs have until June 29th to tender him a $6.3 million qualifying offer, uh, to, which would make him a restricted free agent. So what does that mean if you make a player a restricted free agent? Let's say the Spurs tendered Lonnie this uh, $6.3 million qualifying offer. Well, then that gives the Spurs, once free agency starts, uh, the opportunity that if Lonnie were to sign an offer sheet from another team, it gives the Spurs uh, 48 hours, two days to match uh, that offer sheet to determine if, are, are, are they going to match the offer sheet and keep Lonnie on the roster at those terms of that new offer sheet? Or are they going to they're, they're going to um, not match that offer sheet? And then basically Lonnie gets assigned with his new team at that at that offer sheet. Uh, the, the Spurs wouldn't have to make that determination until until after the moratorium list is lifted on July 6th. Whereas Lonnie would be able to, you know, negotiate with teams on July 1st and actually sign an offer sheet at least uh, beginning, you know, July 1st, 2nd, whatever date he would like after July 1st. Uh, and then in terms of what is, you know, on Lonnie's name on the on the roster sheet, what, you know, what is his cap hold? He has a $13.3 million cap hold right now on the Spurs' sheets um, entering the 2022-23 season. And so what that means is that that gives the Spurs the ability to, to re-sign him using that cap hold. They could also use cap space or... Uh, it, you know, his, his name is on there until he either sides with another team or if the Spurs, uh, what we call renounce, renounce his capital, where they just basically say, you know, we're going to renounce the, the, the right to, to, to Lonnie's bird rights. And so then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So again, uh, th- that $13.3 million does stay on the Spurs' um, cap sheet uh, for, for Lonnie's place there on the roster until he either signs with the Spurs again or if he, signs, he moves on to another team. Now, what are the trade rules re- regarding Lonnie? Um, you know, this is a question I've been getting a lot. Uh, you know, he can't just immediately be traded, you know, because, again, he, he's, he's not on the roster anymore at this point. He, he Yes, he has a cap out of $13.3 million, $13. million, but you can't put that as salary into a deal like package with other salaries. That just doesn't work. So the only way Lonnie can be traded is if the Spurs, Lonnie, and whatever team is it wants Lonnie to sign with them, if they were to all three parties reach a what's called a sign-and-trade agreement. So, again, this has to take place within 48 hours after, um, you know, after it's all negotiated and everything's, you know, all the contracts have been signed. Uh, and this can this cannot occur until after July 6th, which is when the NBA moratorium lifts. So, again, the only way Lonnie could be uh, traded to another team is if he is signed and traded. And again, this takes agreement from Lonnie, the Spurs and and that other team, whoever they are. And the Spurs have been going through this route. And, and a lot of teams have lately because, again, it's a way to at least get some assets. If you know you're going to lose a player, the Spurs did this uh, recently when they. When they when uh, Demar Derozan went to Chicago, they worked at a sign and trade deal with the Bulls. They did this recently with uh, Doug McDermott uh, and the Indiana Pacers. So the Doug wanted to come to San Antonio. The Pacers wanted to get something back a little bit for, for Doug, so they were able to make a sign and trade agreement with San Antonio. Now here's one uh, thing to, to to watch, and I got this from Larry Coons um, uh, uh, CBA um, FAQ. That's a very good document if you ever want to really dive into the CBA and and really see the ins and outs of that of that document. Um, basically, what it says there is that. If Lonnie were to sign an offer sheet again between July 1st and July 6th at any point, basically, uh, once free agency starts, 
if he signs his, that offer sheet, puts that pen to that paper, well, then there is no possibility of a sign and trade. Now, the only way that, that, that they say they're going to work is if, if uh, the Spurs match the offer sheet and keep Lonnie on the team with those terms, or if they if they decline and then Lonnie stays on that new team. So again, if Lonnie were to um, you know, go a little bit quicker than July 6th, which is the moratorium when it lifts, then uh, he he would, um, you know, he would basically throw out a possibility uh, of a sign and trade to that to that next team. If you were to get signed that offer sheet and put the Spurs in that place of on July 6th, you know, figure out are they going to match? Uh, they have two days to match or are they going to let Lonnie walk in, uh, to those new terms? So, again, that's something to watch regarding, um, you know, if the Spurs were to look through and, and Lonnie wanted to move on from it from each other and, and uh, use the trade possibilities. Those are the two routes that that, that, that would happen. And now. A quick word from our sponsor. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so we're back here again. Again, uh, just kind of going through different trade scenarios here for the for the Spurs this offseason. And also, again, this could be applied to a lot of uh, different teams. So now another question I keep getting is, um, uh, and again, I just want to kind of address here, is the non-guaranteed players, how, how would their contracts work in uh, in, in any kind of trades this, this offseason? Uh, let's, for, let's first begin with, with how much the players uh, have, on, have on the salary sheets and, and how much they're, they're projected to get for next season if they remain on, on the roster. So Zach Collins does have a $7.3 million contract for next season. Uh, right now, it is partially guaranteed for $3.6 million. So if Zach were to get moved in a deal right now and the Spurs didn't guarantee his full offer, then they could only include that $3.6 million in the deal. Now, if they wanted to include the whole seven, the, you know, his full 7.3 amount, well, then they would have to guarantee that amount first. So that's the only way that they could get to that full 7.3 if they were looking to move on from Zach Collins. Uh, Kata Bates' job, tr- uh, Trey Jones and Jock Landale. Kata Bates' job has a $1.8 million non-guarantee contract coming up this next season. Trey Jones has a $1.7 million contract. And then Jock Lando has a $1.5 million contract. Again, all three are non-guaranteed. So if the Spurs were to put any of these three players in a trade deal uh, and they did not guarantee their, their amounts, well, then that would count as $0 in salary in terms of the um, the amount that's going into, like, to build the trade package. So once the, once the trade goes down and those players end up on the next team, then they're still on that non-guaranteed basis where the team can decide, you know, are, are they going to keep Trey or, or KW's job or Jock Lando? But again, as far as creating a trade package, they were not able to use those amounts. Now, the only way that the um, those teams and the Spurs could use those amounts is if San Antonio first says, OK, we're going to guarantee the full one point eight million for KW's job. Or we're going to guarantee the full one point seven million dollars for Trey Jones. Then once they guarantee those amounts, then you can put those those amounts into a trade package and start using those as salaries to, to kind of work to build up toward toward a bigger salary if that's what you're planning to do. So, again, um, that's kind of how the, the players on non-guaranteed deals work. 
And then the last players uh, on the roster are the players who are, are expected to be back uh, next season. Again, I don't want to start any rumors. You know, I'm not saying that the Spurs are looking to trade any of these players on this page. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the names here. You have DeJounte Murray, Doug McDermott, Josh Richardson, Jakob Pertl, Romeo Langford, Devin Vassell, Josh Primo, and Keldon Johnson. I only have these players listed because these are the players that are on guaranteed deals for next season. So again, uh, if in the event the Spurs wanted to move any of these players, and I'm not again, I'm not reporting that they that they have any interest in doing this. This could just this could happen uh, uh, two two ways basically to to put in these players. And it just it's just like any player on on a guaranteed contract to, to move them in a trade. Uh, this could happen before July first, so before the uh, this season ends, the twenty one twenty two season. Although that's very very rare, it doesn't usually happen. The last team I saw do it was the Oklahoma City Thunder. They traded for Kemba Walker before the season had ended, and that's because OKC has like, had like a lot of cap space at the time. It's most teams their their rosters are kind of set, and they're trying to just get to, to you know are they going to play the luxury tax or you know what are they, what's their their amount going to cost for this current season. So they don't usually uh, go through with trades right now. They wait until after July first uh, once the moratorium lifts on July 6th. So the other way would, of course, be after the, the moratorium lifts, that's on July 6th. Um, then, of course, the Spurs could include any of these players in, in a package if they were looking to, to move those players. So again, uh, as far as the players on guaranteed deals, it's just like no, normal trade routes. And you have, you know, from, from that point after July 1st up until the trade deadline, which is which will be sometime uh, in February. So again, that's all this was. It wasn't really a, a really, um, you know, uh, a detailed Spurs cast. Episode. It was detailed, I would say. Yes. But in terms of like, um, you know, opinion and kind of going back and forth with guests, uh, I just wanted to kind of throw out the um, just the different trade scenarios, because, again, I, I think this is a good guide uh, for, for those that, you know, they keep asking questions like, you know, this is a pretty good uh, place to find some some answers here on, you know, how each Spurs player, the draft picks, how, how they would work uh, if the Spurs were looking to to move any of those players in a trade. So before we close out this episode, don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. Any offseason news, we will be continuing to, to write up that news on, on the website. Uh, also, don't forget to visit um, Benjamin Bornstein's uh, Spurs Prospect Watch series. You know, he's continued to get you ready for the draft. I know the combine just uh, it's either happening or just finished. And so then, uh, you know, we got the draft coming up next month in June. So that's something to watch. Ben will continue to keep looking at different prospects. Thanks for taking uh, some time to listen to this episode of the Spurs cast. And also thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode. From all of us at Project Spurs, stay safe and have a great day.